You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Locked On Indians. I am Jeff Ellis. Uh, I told you yesterday that uh, I didn't have much faith in the Indians getting another run across, and uh, that's exactly what happened in the game uh, that was in the middle of going on when we were recording last night. And again, our great manager decided to leave his uh, best reliever on the bench, a guy who has not pitched in a few days because it was not a uh, situation where the Indians had the lead using the outdated logic that closers can only pitch when your team has a lead. Whereas, you know, the best way to think is high leverage situations are where you want your best arms. Indians lose. Uh, also, could we just talk, take a second, talk about that uh, extra inning? So, Josh Nether comes in. You have, he walks. Yeah, pinch hit from Mike Freeman to come in. And then you have him bunt. And he promptly bunts so well that they get the lead runner. And now you have slower guys on the base paths. It was just a genius move all around before that, and it was a genius maneuver uh, in how they continued with it. And speaking of genius maneuvers, why on God's green earth was Shane Bieber still pitching in this game? I think he was, a, he was well over 100 pitches entering the seventh. You have a 10-run lead Maybe let your ace uh, just exit with the shutout. I mean, he's not in there pitching for uh, a, a no-hitter at that point in time. He's not out there. He's not pitching for anything. Yes, it's a shutout, but that's no reason to leave a guy in the game. And they left him in, and of course he gave up his three runs in there, and it made his performance you know, statistically not quite as strong. But again, I mean, take a bow, Shane Bieber. Seven and two-thirds, four hits, three runs, two walks. 10 strikeouts and a wild pitch. Two of those four hits, the wild pitch and a walk, all came in that final two-thirds of an inning. So you get rid of that final two-thirds of an inning for him, and you're looking at two hits, one walk, no earned runs. They bring in Cam Hill. He's able to do his job, uh, pitches effectively, and finishes this, one, finishes this one out for the Indians. Of course, the big story here. On Jose Ramirez's 28th birthday, he hits two home runs. That gives him a significant lead on this team in total home runs. He is leading the Indians with 13 home runs. If you combine the players who are second and third, that's uh, Lindor and Franmil, who are both sitting at eight, that's 16. So Jose Ramirez has three less than them. If you combine uh, third and four, which is Franmil and Carlos, Santi Carlos, Santina? Carlos Santana, that is 13, which is how many he has. Uh, what a performance. Clearly the Indians' top hitter this year. Overall in this game, 4 for 5 in it. Uh, Cesar Hernandez goes 3 for 5. Carlos Santana, 2 more walks. Uh, let's see, who else reached 2 walks by Roberto Perez. A lot of players performed. The So who didn't do anything in this one? Who didn't get a walk, a hit, help the team at all? Oscar Mercado, that's that's it. Uh, he continues to struggle. There's no obvious answer in center field for the Indians. 
the shield's arm is just such a disaster that it's hard to defend him. I know I did yesterday, but that arm is just, oof. You know, it is a consistent problem. Uh, again, offensively, he's not been terrible. Oscar Mercado has been. If you want terrible offensively, that is Oscar Mercado. That is not uh, the Shields. But the Shields' lack of arm makes it so, and the Cubs just ran rampant on him. I, I don't know. I, that's why I'd like to see Daniel Johnson. Honestly, that's the guy you're hoping is going to be the one who can step up and be maybe that center fielder for the Indians. It would be nice if he got some opportunity uh, sooner rather than later. Let's see, what else should we discuss in this one? Oh, I do want to give a shout-out before I go into anything else. Um, Jared James Lang, Slang, E-U-G. Uh, I've been <laughs> butchering uh, Luplo's name. Uh, as you guys know, uh, I struggle with pronunciation in general. It's just one of those things that's always been hard for me. Uh, I've talked about this in the past, that when I, I look at words, it doesn't. I, I have to really think about them to say them correctly. I don't know if it's the dyslexia or the ADD. Maybe it's both, but I always have a hard time with pronunciation. I appreciate when people tell me this. I, you know, and I, I watch the games. I hear the correct pronunciations, and you hear me with uh, Sandy Le- Leon, where I get it wrong almost every time because I get something in my head and I just I can't work through it. So I appreciate these. The more I see correct pronunciations, the better I'm going to get at internalizing it. So I just, again, I'm sorry for butchering those in general, and I do appreciate when people are nice about that. Um, it's it's just a mental block, so I'm sorry that I often sound foolish with those. But uh, did want to talk about Luplo. I, I guess the moral of today's story is there's two things that'll ail what, uh, what or fix what ails you. One is the Detroit Tigers, and two is Shane Bieber. And what a overall game, again, by Bieber. Uh, the Indians MVP this year. One can make a case the MVP of the American League. And on the other side of things, easily, the Cy Young. He has that almost entirely in the bag at this point in time. Can we talk, uh, though, about the guy who hit the home run in this one? How many people, before I brought it up on the show, realized how good of a year Willie Castro is having in... Uh, it, you know, it's again, it's short numbers. But boy, has Willie Castro been... A revelation. Uh, there was a time where he was, you know, a top four or five prospect in the Indian system. And again, I did not hate the trade at the time because, man, the Indians needed outfield help. And Castro was so far down the line and he was already on the 40 man. And if you're the Tigers, that's exactly the type of deal you should be making. And it's paying off for them. So I promised uh, I would dig into some of the Tiger stuff which is what we'll do on the second half of the show. We'll do that kind of one-to-one comparison that people enjoy. It's been a while since we visited the Tigers to talk about them overall as a team. We will also look at the advanced stats when it comes to the Detroit Tigers, and we'll do all of that in the second half of this show. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and most importantly for many, discreet. 
Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash xxx and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. And here's where you get the nice bonus with this. So you're going to getroman.com slash lockedonmlb today. If approved, you'll have $15 off your first order of treatment. Go to roman.com or go to getroman.com slash lockedonmlb. Getroman.com slash lockedonmlb today. Okay, let's talk about these Detroit Tigers. So, in a one-to-one matchup, this is definitely an interesting team to talk about because a lot of places with the Indians are, are fairly strong, so are the Tigers. But, uh, grand scheme of things, let's just dig into things. Uh, if I'm comparing Victor Reyes versus which the Indians have had in center field this year, I'm going to give the edge to... Victor Reyes in center field. I don't know why I'm starting at center field. But we're going to start with the outfield because that's where the Indians always lose these battles when we're talking about other teams. So Reyes is their primary center fielder. Uh, left field and right field have been manned by a few players. Currently, Daz Cameron, uh, who has had a rough debut in right. In left field, uh, Jorge Bonifacio is uh, playing most days for them and left. Bonifacio has been playing better of late, but it's still probably a push versus the Indians in left with Naylor. Uh, in right field, as crazy as this is, the Indians have an advantage because Daz Cameron has really struggled at the MLB level. So we're going to call the outfield overall even. Moving to that infield, uh, starting behind the plate, catcher. Romine's been better offensively than Perez. Perez is still an elite defender. Prez has been so bad offensively, though. I'm going to call catcher a push. Let's move the infield first base. Clear win for uh, Detroit. Uh, Jamario Candelario has been fantastic, uh, to put it you know, on a very basic level. He's been one of the best hitters in baseball. That is a clear advantage to them. Moving to second base, uh, if Swoop was healthy, that would be one thing, as he was playing well this year. Nico Goodrim, uh, Goodrum, has played some second base, and he's had an okay year, but he is also hurt. It's going to be Avenge Indians, uh, no matter who fills in at that point in time. Shortstop, uh, Castro has been phenomenal this year, but it's still Lindor. So that gives the Indians a, a one-point lead at this point in time. And third base, I'm a big Isaac per- Paredes fan. Uh, he's done some great things in the minors. The numbers have all looked good. But uh, it's Jose Ramirez. Come on. That's, that's Indians' advantage. That gives the Indians a two-spot advantage. Then you go into the pitching rotation, and uh, that's another advantage to Cleveland at this point in time. Talked about Matt Boyd's struggles. He's more of a five. I believe in Mize and Scooble eventually being like solid number two types. Fulmer has really struggled this year, and I mean, you know me. I think Spencer Turnbull is a, a legitimate two-three type uh, right now. It, overall, though, you look at the Indians' rotation. Turnbull would make it in the Indians rotation. Uh, right now, those other four pieces I do not think would. We would have to see, you know, long-term, Mize and Scooble are better than Tristan McKenzie. Yes, I would take them in a heartbeat over him. And then in terms of the bullpen for the Detroit Tigers, uh, Soto's been the man for them this year. Cisneros has been steady. And is Garcia their closer still? Yeah, 11 saves. He's been okay. A little bit up and down, but better of late. 
Uh, the Indians pen, even with its struggles, I would still probably take them, but it's, it's very close to a push. Uh, I mean, you got to see Jordan Zimmerman uh, and how effective he was in today's game. But let's dig into these advanced statistics. Let's talk about who's been the stars. Now, Jacoby Jones, I believe, just went on the 45-day disabled, disabled list. That still doesn't sound right to me. I'm probably saying it wrong. But before then, top 9% of the league in the weighted uh, on-base average con stat. And he was having a career year. It's a big loss. If he's in there in center field, that is a clear advantage to the Tigers. And with their, I mean, they already had advantage with Victor Reyes, but then you can shift Reyes to left where he's a better performer. And they just, you know, their corners are on par with Cleveland. So that's a loss for them. Uh, I talked about some of the good things Nico Goodrum has done this year, but expected batting average is top bottom 1%. And expected weighted batting average is bottom 5%. That's not great. Romine is bottom 5% in uh, weighted on base, expected slugging, and expected weighted on base. So maybe I was being too kind to him and giving him a push against Perez this year. Uh, sorry, I had a cough there, so I had to pause the screen to go do that so you guys didn't have to hear all that. Uh, Candelario, should we? It's multiple reds. Uh, across the board for him. Quite a strong season. And then a lot of other guys just don't have enough at-bats to really be able to say anything about them or to go in-depth. It's a team that's been hurt by injuries. Uh, if you got C.J. Cron in there, you know, I didn't compare D.H. I just realized advantage Indians. Uh, Mickey Cabrera is not having a bad year, but he has definitely uh, seen the better days of uh, what's been a Hall of Fame career. But Kron was off to another hot start. He's a guy who's had a few good seasons in a row, uh, but keeps struggling to find a spot because it's so easy to find first baseman. Uh, that injury hurt. We talked about Schwoop's injury. Uh, they've had to try a few places. This is a team that I don't think they're quite ready to spend yet, but when it comes time, I think uh, catching is definitely a position of need for them going forward. They have some prospects that you're hoping sooner rather than later can help out. We already talked about all the pitchers. Um, Torkelson's a bit away. Riley Green's a bit away. I'm still a Fiedo fan. Uh, Joey Wentz, who I forgot they got a few years ago in a deal. Uh, I, I did love Dylan uh, Dingler. I thought he was one of the top 15 talents in the draft. I thought the Tigers just had a stellar draft in general. But it's a team that could use some more outfield help. It's a team that could use... Some more, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say pitching help, but they could definitely use some more relief arms. But outfield and catcher are definitely some positions for this team's future. Let's keep looking at the advanced stats. Let's switch over to the pitching and defensive side of things. Pitching-wise, uh, Soto, top 6% in a hard hit. Brian Garcia is bottom 9% in weighted expected, uh, weighted, on base average, I've been saying that wrong, and weighted on base average con is top 1%, and expected is top 10% of that. So he's been strong as well when you look at those numbers. So Garcia Soto Cisneros, that's, that's three guys who give them you know some hope at the back of that pen. Norris, ninth percentile, bottom 9% in a hard hit. Exit velocity is bottom six. Scooble is bottom eight in exit velocity. Ivan Nova. Oof, lots of dark blue. Joe Jimenez and uh, Rane Garcia, lots of dark blues. Uh, Michael Fulmer, lots of blue as well. 
Uh, Casey Mize has some issue in barrel percentages. Uh, Cisneros doesn't have any red. He does have a blue and hard hit percentage, bottom 6% of the league. And Funkhauser is down there as well, but I believe he just got sent to the alternate site anyways. He hasn't really been able to establish himself since his time at Louisville. They've got, you know, two guys who performed really well as closers and another intra or closers back end pen arms. Another guy who's performed well, but maybe a, a little bit concerned just in the hard hit. We'll see how the starters go long term. But again, I, this is a team that I'm bullish on. I think they've got some interesting talent and a good mix of arms and more arms coming, honestly. So let's talk about their stack gas fielding. Uh, Nico Goodrum, top defender. That should not be a surprise. Victor Reyes, Shroop, Jacoby Jones, Travis uh, Demeter, all uh, in the red in terms of saved runs. Who stunk defensively? Well, Paredes and Castro. Castro should probably play more of a second base. It is interesting, though, that uh, he's viewed more for his defense uh, with an ability to maybe hit than the other way around, and that's now he's hitting and struggling with defense in the majors. Success rate added. Um, who's having the most, who's adding success to their team based on defense? And that's uh, Jones is near the top along with uh, Demarite and Goodrum. Uh, again, Castro near the bottom. Long story short with this one, expression I'm using way too much. I know. I apologize. Tomorrow's game, Michael Fulmer has been awful this year. One of the worst pitchers, starters amongst baseball. That should be advantage Indians. I would have called tonight advantage Indians. Beavers on the mound. I'm always calling it advantage Indians. So predict Thursday night, Beaver. Friday night, Plesak. Saturday, I'm going to give the advantage to the Tigers. McKenzie's had two rough starts. Turnbull's a solid starter. And then Sunday, advantage Indians. The Indians should take three out of four games here this weekend. We'll have to check back on Monday, of course, see if I'm correct there. Uh, Monday show, we will talk about that big series against the White Sox, who have already clinched their playoff spot. Uh, the first time in a long time that the White Sox will be in the playoffs. Uh, after that is the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates. So it's tough four games, and then Pittsburgh uh, should be a sweep. I'm not even bothering to look at the matchup. Pittsburgh is really bad. White Sox series, like I said, we'll get into that all on Monday's show. Thank you for listening again. It's been another fun week sitting here talking about the Indians in spite of a week to forget. And hopefully this uh, weekend series against the Tigers, I will, be re- I will be correct. They will take three out of four, help themselves get back on track, and they can start to maybe get less issues from the managerial side of things. I mean... My goodness, it'd be nice to have a game where I don't have a clear and easy reason to be annoyed slash uh, angry at Sandy Alomar, who, man, if you've seen some, uh, Justin Lada continues to do a fantastic job reporting about the team, uh, one of my friends over there at Indians Baseball Insider, and uh, he's had some great uh, tweets and things about what Sandy Alomar has said over the past few days, there's some comically uh, comical points in there in terms of uh, his own statements. But uh, just to get back to things, good win tonight. Enjoy Shane. I, should I? Uh, apparently, I'm turning into the long last Dolan. Enjoy Shane Bieber while you got him. Just enjoy him. While he's here, enjoy what you got. There we go. Channeling Dolan. Uh, 
enjoy these Bieber starts. And he's having a historic season, even in these short season. This is going to be one of the great seasons all time by an Indians pitcher. Uh, we don't let them pass you by. Enjoy these games. Make sure to check them out every time he's on the mound as we get ready for the playoffs. And just keep that in mind. No matter what happens with the Cleveland Indians, every single playoff series, we have Shane Bieber and they don't. That's an advantage. Uh, I want to thank everyone who uh, leaves me notes and messages on Twitter, on Facebook. Zon Zenner, uh, having nice back and forth on there. Sorry, I've been bad about the back part of it. But I am reading all the comments. Don't always get to them. Same thing with people on Twitter. I really appreciate the entire fan base. Everyone who does listen, rate, and review. It means so much to the show. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Indians Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. And as always, go Tribe!